Country Life on Midlands 103. Brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tillamore. Supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands. Worshaw.ie. Good evening and welcome to Country Life here on Midlands 103. It's MJ Cleary with you for the next hour. Bring you the latest from the Midlands and further afield from the worlds of agriculture, food and agribusiness. Now, thank you all for joining me. And it is seven days since we were broadcasting live from the ploughing in Rathaneska. And the weather hasn't changed much over the course of the last seven days. Of course, we have Storm Agnes this evening. A good job we didn't have it seven days ago or we would have been called off uh, like a few years back here in Tullamore. Uh, what would I say about the ploughing last week? I would say that obviously the weather dampened spirits, but also probably the mood of farmers was a little bit lower than the year before as well given the year that's in it with prices where they are at still it was enjoyable I have to say I went over Wednesday I was over in the afternoon and uh, I popped around to a number of different stalls and stands I got pieces of audio did little interviews with different businesses over the course of the day and I hope to play some of those for you this evening I didn't get a chance last week because we had a very busy lineup. had Minister McConlog on for the start of the programme and obviously nitrates 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 was the topic of the day he was on the back of, I would say, about eight or nine days of speaking about the reduction from 250 to 220. So he was at the, the end of his tether, I would say, in relation to it. However, he had to answer it uh, to myself and to all of our uh, listeners here in the Midlands. And water quality is the drum that he is beating over and over again, uh, regardless of the points you will make to him in relation to a reduction of stock numbers not having anything to do with uh, water quality, according to Chagas data. Uh, he made maintains that we are of the last few countries with a derogation and we have to do this to ensure to keep it at the 220 and that is uh, the, the firm line. Also, a lot of the farm bodies over the course of the last week or two weeks were talking about going back to the table and seeing could it be renegotiated. That was a firm no last week when I was speaking to them and a lot of farmers annoyed and disgruntled as a result of it but 220 is where it's at from 1 January 2024 and uh, it is not moving. Obviously, Farm Bodies again looking for budget supports now, which will be coming up uh, shortly. I did comment to him about the National Genomics Scheme, which I do think is very good and there's a lot of merit to it. And uh, that was something he said he really wanted to get across the line during his tenure. Obviously, it's going to take a few years to see how that goes and to see if we can breed some proper quality into dairy beef cattle. That really is the name of the game with that. Also, I put to him last week about this lorry season being extended. It's been extended for a week, which, again, given the course of weather over the course of the last number of days, uh, really, probably not enough. Uh, we probably needed it up for two weeks, at least, given the, the really wet summer we had. But uh, it has been extended a week. Also, last week, I was speaking to Francie Gorman and Martin Stapleton, uh, both presidential candidates for the IFA. Obviously, Francie, well known to you all from County Leash, Martin Stapleton, is a Limerick man and both Francie and Martin joined me live at the ploughing to chat for about seven or eight minutes I suppose or ten minutes maybe about their backgrounds and about why they want to be the next president both very good speakers I have to say and it's going to be a tight race coming up now for the next couple of months that uh, vote is going to be the start of December their hustings or their debates is what they are basically they are going to run now over the course of the next couple of months they start next week down the south of the country and they're going to move up towards this part of the world then as uh, the month of October looms and when they are in Tullamore which they usually usually are hasn't been announced yet we'll try and get uh, Francie and Martin in Stapleton 
or a debate. Now, this week's programme still, uh, as I said, want to play some excerpts from the ploughing, which I got last week on some interesting little things. There was a launch of an initiative last week for the IFA campaign, I should say, and that's for prostate cancer awareness. And we have a leash farmer, Tom Cushion, is going to be joining me in a few moments. He launched that campaign in Rathaneska last Wednesday. He's a local man. He's from Strad Valley and he is a prostate cancer survivor. Uh, he's an avid ploughman himself, uh, also a dairy farmer over in that part of the world. Tom's going to join me later to chat about how he was in uh, the prime of health and uh, not a thing wrong with him. And he went and got a blood test done and prostate cancer showed up. And he wants to talk about that and raise awareness on that area. Uh, Also, we're going to be talking about farm safety this evening, but a kind of a different angle to farm safety. We often talk about machinery and being safe around the yard. The HSA have launched an initiative and this is on uh, working at height. So working on a ladder or working on scaffolding. I saw this and it really tweaked my interest. I said to myself, how many people have we heard falling from a ladder when cleaning out gutters or some other similar job? And listening to this uh, piece from a HSA representative uh, could indeed genuinely make people think a little bit differently when doing a job. There are stats. Each uh, rung of a ladder you climb uh, means it's a a more dangerous job uh, by X amount. And the higher you go up, obviously, the more dangerous it is. We've all done it. We've all gone up ladders without someone holding it uh, in conditions that maybe we shouldn't have. So we'll hear about the actual risk involved with that in just a moment. Martin uh, Martina, I should say, Martina Gormley from the HSA will join me. Uh, now, as always, text the show with your comments, thoughts or questions to 083 30 10 103. Be happy to read anything out here over the course of the next hour. We are starting with a local event and it's being run by Ballyboy Community Development Group. Ballyboy being a village just outside Tullamore here on the outskirts of Kilcormac and they have their second annual uh, Dino Day and All-Ireland Tractor Pulling it's coming up this Saturday and Padder Heffernan is speaking to us now from the group Padder many thanks for speaking to us here on the programme Good evening MJ uh, Padder you have a big event coming up on Saturday the 30th of September so this Saturday coming and I actually saw your posters on the way into the ploughing last week you had some very clever marketing done you had them in some really good spots on the way in so people were able to see them and it's uh, it's your second uh, event you had it this day last year you had your dino day this day last year and uh, you got a big big turnout for it this year you're after adding the All-Ireland tractor pulling to it so it's getting bigger and better Patter it is MJ yeah this year we, we, we bought, bought the, the tractor pulling federation of Ireland came on board with his there um Basically, what they do is they they run the the tractor pulling part of the show from start to finish. Um, it's run in four different categories. Your the tractors are all weighed on the way in. You have five and a half tons, seven and a half tons, nine and a half, and eleven and a half tons. So your the the tractors are put into categories then that they're pulling against the same weight. You know, there's no the weight of each tractor is the same in each category. Um, it it involves then you just it's it's pulled on and clay, and uh, it involves the clay being hooked to the tractor. Uh, the clay is engine driven. There's a, a person driving the clay as well, and um, according as the tractor pulls, the the clay moves forward on a ram from the back to the front of the clay, and it brings the weight forward. So according as the tractor says, going that's a hundred meters. It's a hundred meter, roughly a hundred meter pull. And the tractor just pulls uh, to the end. 
Sounds, sounds extremely professional, Padder. When you hear about it first, you, you kind of think there's going to be a big weight on the back of a tractor and it's going to be pulled up along a field, but it's nothing of the sort. Nothing of the sort, no. It's just, it sounds like that, but it's completely different. Now, there is also modified tractors uh, uh, to do it as well. The, the Federation are bringing, there's 14 of them coming as well. So they are adding from 300 to 500 horsepower, especially built for this job. Yeah, you're going to have a, a real spectacle at that. There's also an agriculture, your standard tractor can enter on the day as well and see what... Can uh, enter what that as well, yeah. Can enter that as well, yeah, on the day as well. And it's the same thing, it's weighed in as well. And, um, and that, that would marry in well, uh, Padre, if, if people are over on the day getting their uh, tractor tested for horsepower. So that's your, your dyno day. They could indeed that's the go, dyno, yeah. go on with that. Yeah, Explain yeah. The, uh, the dyno first, please. Uh, the dyno is it's, it's a computerised uh, reading that's given the tractor. Uh, it's hooked up to the PTO of the tractor and it's ran at certain revs for a certain amount of time and it gives a computer read printout of the horsepower then of your tractor. Yeah, and that got a great that's turnout basically. last year. That got a great turnout last year. We've done, we done uh, well, well in excess of 80 tractors last year for that. We had four or five dynos going there all day. Yeah, you have a, a couple of other interesting ones as well. You've really had your, your thinking caps on in Ballyboy, Padder. You have a potato picking championship. Uh, explain this to us, please. It's going to be great fun. Yeah, this is this is a, this is a new novel uh, event for this year, MJ. Um, first of its kind that we know in the area. It's where there's two lines. You, you throw down your potatoes in a row, two lines, and two people work against or go against one another, and the fastest. Whoever has the it, 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 whoever has the, the book of the sports pick first is the winner. And there's going to be no age group in that. You could have a, a young fella against his grandfather in that. You can't have any. Yeah, there's no there's no age there's no age. It's for, for anyone from eight to eighty. Yeah. Also have a vintage display which attracts a lot. Yeah, of attention. we have a vintage vintage display this year now, uh, an attraction display. Um, look, we have loads of other events as well. We have. Uh, there's music on the day. There's uh, the Kyoto's, Valley Boy Kyoto's have their young, their, their young group and their older group are playing. We have Rock on Paddy with all other local uh, musicians. Uh, look, we, with the weather the way it is, we, we're very, very lucky in that we have a shed. We have a shed covered an acre and we have an acre and a half of a yard, concrete and gravel yard. So we are, we're full steam ahead even with the inclement weather. We, we have Everything is uh, either indoor or on on a grab on grabbing. Yeah, so which, we're, which, we're, which, we're full steam ahead. Which is excellent. You also, uh, Peter, just to note, uh, truck show as well, uh, which is a truck show a this year. One. Which is a, yeah, it's a very big one this year. First year to run the truck show as well. Um, I'll just give you the price there. It's it's uh, truck show to enter the truck show is thirty euro. Uh, a tractor pull is fifty euro, and a dyno for a tractor is seventy five euro. Yeah, right. And they can be either paid uh, if you go online there to ballywhitecommunitydevelopment.com you'll find out all the, uh, you can log on there, it's, it's, it's done through the, you can book your tickets online for any of them. And you're, uh, um, you're supporting, I see, I see in front of me, Pat, you're supporting Jigsaw, Embrace Farm and Accessible Counselling, Tullamore, so all great local causes there yeah, as well. Yeah, they're the three charities that are coming on board with us this year and they will all be represented there on the day as well. Um, look, it's a tenor entry fee for adults and kids are free. Uh, there's no one will go hungry on the day. There's there's um, numerous numerous uh, food stalls and a, a sit down area and there's a big screen inside in the shed where everyone can look at everything when they're having that sitting down having their food. Everyone will see everything that's going on all around the, around the whole area.
Yeah, excellent stuff, Paddy. You're also, you're greatly located there for Offaly and for Leash, indeed, where you are in, in Ballyboy. You're only over the border. Uh, so, no doubt, you'll uh, attract a good crowd all around. And uh, the fact that you can beat the weather with the yard and the um, shed is is the big one. But fingers crossed. Look, weather's changing the whole time. Fingers crossed. Before I let you go, Paddy, uh, you're well known to people uh, being involved in the, in the livestock trade. You're hauling cattle and you're also uh, purchasing cattle for farmers around the Midlands. Uh, what's the word on the trade at the moment, Paddy? How is the mar trade going? Uh, Marcher is going very well, MJ. I mean, maybe in the last week or ten days, there might have dropped a little, but not, 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 not much at all, considering the weather. And you know, it's hard to believe the store trade is and the young with the Wienland trade. I was just watching Ross, Ross Gray there a while ago. There, uh, the Wienland bulls are lion trade or Wienland heifers. Any of them good continental, two fifty to three fifty kilo bulls or even anything. But like I've seen. I've seen prices there up in excess of €4 euro, and in some cases you're hearing about €5 euro a kilo. Mm. It's just, it's unbelievable really when you think, you know, it's, it's you'd imagine that food or feed is going to be scarce uh, with a lot of winter looking like it's going to be long but there's none of these things are, are deterring the, the store trade at the minute anyway. And uh, moving on to the uh, factory trade, uh, Padder, are uh, factories anxious for cattle at the moment? How how are, How's it looking? Uh, sure, look, factories up and down, MJ, they were anxious there the last week, 10 days, the last fortnight, they were anxious. The weather has really played into their hands again, which it has done a few times this year, really, you know. Um, there's a few extra cattle coming on board there now because the weather has turned bad and there is there is some cattle feeding on grass still, but look, they will be coming to an end very soon. And I see the, I see the factory supply of cattle drying up between now and Christmas, really, because shed cattle won't be ready and grass cattle will be finished. So, mm, yeah, yeah, there definitely will yeah. be a shortfall. The only, yeah, the only thing that might might just help along is there's the word of the cows, the cool cows are starting to appear very, very strong in the marks this week. Uh, you know, it's dairy, dairy men are scattered yeah, now. We're, we're, um, we're definitely going to see more of them as the as the back yeah, end of the year comes. With night with, with nitrates and everything, any sort of a problem, a cow or a cow is not a calf, it's going to be offloaded. Yeah, uh, uh, no doubt that's where they'll get the shortfall. Padder, I'm going to say many thanks. Yes. We're going to wish you all the best for the uh, the big day you have coming up on Saturday. And uh, fingers crossed for the weather and hopefully you get a good turnout. Many thanks, Padder. Thank you, MJ. Thanks very much. Uh, Padder Heffern there from Ballyboy Community Development Group. And uh, that big day is on Saturday, kicking off at noon. And uh, lots on offer there. As Patter said, even if the day is a little bit wet, they have a yard shed uh, covering over two acres there, uh, which is great stuff. Also, just a word on the cattle trade. I have Mark Bids in front of me here, just looking at Burr from Monday. And uh, I'd have to agree with Patter there on the store trade. Uh, very strong still. Uh, 420 kilo Angus Bullock, 1,030 euro. That's north of 250 a kilo for a store animal that has a long, long way to go now before he's finished. Uh, for 10 uh, Belgian Blue Cross, uh, 1100 euro. Uh, again, you're talking 260, 270 up at that uh, price. These are these are light cattle, a long way to go. 380 kilo Angus Bullock, 910. Uh, again, well, well north of 220 kilo there. Strong, strong, strong prices paid for those uh, store cattle. Then you see the, the more forward cattle, a 500 kilo Angus Bullock, and he's making 1240. Uh, again, uh, excellent money. Uh, hard to go anywhere other than the mart with a small number of very forward cattle, even finished cattle at the moment, with those prices being paid uh, far superior to the factory. And as Patter said, the uh, the shortfall of beef cattle, they'll be made up out of the dairy herd. There's going to be no question about that. And uh, won't the factories just be just as happy with that?
take those cows on board towards the end of the year and uh, to be able to keep prices under control as always will suit them down to the ground uh, unfortunately but that's the way of it now coming up after the break we're going to be talking to leash man Tom Cushion he is a prostate cancer survivor and he's going to tell us his story in just a moment so stay tuned Country Life on Midlands 103 brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tillamore supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands worshaw.ie And you're very welcome back to Country Life here on Midlands 103. Now, I'm moving on to a story, uh, a good news story uh, about someone who is keeping an eye on their health and uh, things ended up well. But uh, they may not have been the case if uh, Tom Cushion wasn't keeping an eye on himself. Tom, many thanks for taking the time to have a chat with me this evening here on the programme. Yeah, you're more than welcome. Uh, Tom, you launched uh, an awareness drive at the ploughing last week and uh, you're a local man, you're from Stradbally and uh, ploughing was obviously only over the road and the awareness drive was for prostate cancer. Um, Now we're going to talk about that in just a moment but first, uh, people who are listening who may be aware of you over in that part of the world but people in Offaly and Westmead would not. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you farming and uh, who's giving you a hand and what are you doing there at home? Okay. Well, at the moment, I I, I, I had... uh six brothers and six sisters in our family and uh, at the moment here I'm farming with my wife uh, and uh, I have t- uh, three children uh, two girls and a boy Thomas and Nora is farming with me and Julie's married in Balafin very good and uh, we are doing um, beef or uh, we're doing dairy beef and tillage you like to be busy and, Tom uh, yeah <laughs> but uh, uh, we're just uh, at the age of Strably uh, that's where I farm in. And, uh, Very good. Uh, yeah, as yeah. I said, as I said, Tom, you're uh, you're kept going, but you have children helping you, and you yourself and your wife are involved as well. So you've you've lots to do between all the enterprises. Uh, but uh, last week you were down at the ploughing, and as I said, you were launching this drive on people to be aware, uh, meant to be aware of prostate cancer. Can you tell us your story, please, Tom? What's the background of this? Well, I tell you now. Uh, in '98, my sister uh, died with cancer and left. Uh, five young girls after she was married down in Tulla. And uh, that was 98. So then after that, I, I let things kind of settle for a couple of years. And in zero, zero, I went in and I, I got a, a PSA done along with my blood test. That was for the, the prostate. Mm-hmm. And and, and um, so everything was fine. Everything was fine until zero, seven came. And zero, seven, seven came. And the next thing showed up, I uh, had prostate, and uh, in uh, I think it was in March. So I had an operation in 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 uh, in June, a full operation. Now it wasn't a keyhole operation, mm. as a full operation, and I was laid up for about seven or eight months. It was a big operation, mm. and then I had a, a treatment after that. And uh, but the 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 main point about it is that it showed up in my bloods. Now, there wasn't one thing wrong with me. Mm. That's the truth. Not a thing wrong with me. I was 100% in every way. So you were farming, you were, up, you were up in the morning, you were fit, healthy, there was no problem with energy, anything? Not a one thing. Not one thing I was wrong with. And, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, I never drank nor smoked. And you were, you were, playing, um, uh, you were playing GA until, uh, until the ripe age of 40, I believe, as well, Tom? That's why I was playing with Ratniska there and, uh, and uh, I was very active 
Well, I think, I think that's the real that's the real key, uh, Tom, for people. And that's the real message we're putting across here on the programme this evening, that uh, there was no symptoms. So unle- unless you were keeping an eye on this and getting your bloods done, you, you wouldn't have decked it. No, no, there's, there was no way. There's no way. You see, people are, are getting their cars tested and changing oil in the tractor every year. But they never think of going in to look after themselves. Mm. And when you come to 50 years of age, just go in and, and get it done. It'll only uh, half an hour get it done. Okay. And do it every year. Because yeah. if, it, if it goes on too long, it, 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 you know, it doesn't make any sense. No, it's, it's but I can, I, I can give you a, a prime example of this now. In uh, 012, uh, I still was getting the tests done and everything. And the next thing I discovered, I had bowel cancer. Mm. And I got bowel cancer and uh, I had two thirds of my bowel removed in 012. And, uh, and um, the thing about it is, the main thing I'm saying to people is, when I was diagnosed in, 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 in May, I had to wait until September before the cancer was ripe, before the, uh, the, I had the operation. It wasn't ripe, I got in time. Yeah. So it's important to go in time. If there's anything wrong with you, just go and, and look after yourself. What would you put the uh, cancer down to, Tom? Uh, look, you're farming and you're breeding cattle all your life. Would you put it down to genetics uh, or, or, or do you have a, um, an opinion on it? Well, um, I was just talking to a few people at the plough match there and they were saying back years ago, you know, we used to grow a lot of bee here and we used in vents or spray and all that thing. And uh, I, I think now, um, I think I could be related a little bit to that now. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I could be related to it, and that's and I, I, that's all I would kind of pull it down to. It. But uh, back then, you know, there was talks about everyone had, or you know, it was in your genes and everything. But nearly everyone, it's in everyone's genes now at the moment. Mm, yeah, yeah. Know? absolutely, Tom. And how, how's uh, how's your health now, Tom? You're working away. Uh, you're you're still getting regular checkups, but uh, all good. Yeah, I go up every every uh, up, up to the Beacon Hospital every year for a full checkup, uh, I, and I'm not on any medication or nothing. A thing. Very good. And uh, I'm a hundred percent. It's a it's and, a it's a success. Uh, what it is, Tom, is it's a success story, and it's something that we all need to listen to. Everybody listening to the program needs to listen to what you're saying and to keep on just top. Just before of it. you go there, I, I just want to acknowledge Matt Moore now was supposed to do this at the flower match, and Matt at the moment he's under treatment. And uh, and they just asked me to know where they stand in for him, so I hadn't any problem to do it. But uh, I, I wish Matt and the family, the family was very good, uh, choose uh, at the flower match. So I just want to acknowledge uh, yeah. his uh, input, what he done. But it definitely uh, people that will have to talk more about it and don't be ashamed to talk about it. Absolutely. You know. And before before I let you go, Tom, uh, you're an avid ploughman yourself and uh, well known to the Port Leash uh, Ploughing Club uh, over, the, over the years. It's one of your real passions. Oh, yes. And son and daughter ploughs as well. And uh, last year now I didn't qualify. I uh, ploughed just a standard reversible plough, but son and daughter ploughs in their classes too. But uh, actually, listen here, it's a great honour to be able to plough in your own parish in, in an all-Ireland. That's all I'd say. I, Absolutely. Because I was delighted to be able to do it. And uh, so we give it a lash for another year and uh, we'll see then after that. Absolutely, Tom. That's the attitude. Yeah. I'm going to say many thanks, Tom, for joining me. I really enjoyed the chat there. And uh, look, it's a great message you're giving out. And I'm going to say many, many thanks for joining me here on the programme. 
no problem at all. And if anyone wants to contact me, and I, I, I'll be quite open with him, and I'll be straight home with him, you know, anything what I want. I have no problem at all. Many, many thanks. Okay. Many thanks, Tom. Right, right, right. Thank you. Uh, Tom Cushion there, prostate cancer survivor from County Leash. And I uh, have to say, what a, what a great chat there and refreshing chat. That's a real success story now. Someone who's been keeping an eye on their health and uh, managed to beat cancer twice and uh, isn't, isn't beaten in, on the plough field either, is going back for another crack added next year. Tom Cushion there from Stradbally. And the message there is just to... Keep an eye on yourself and keep on top of things. As Tom said, we service our car once, twice a year. Uh, keep an eye on machinery, keep it creased. And uh, ourselves is the last person we look at. So uh, a really, really positive message there and to take it on board going forward. Now, after the break, we are going to be still in the area of health. This time around, we're looking at uh, working from heights. It's a new initiative that the HSA, well, not a new one. They run about three or four every year, but it's a time of the year where they publicise this uh, campaign each year. It's about working at heights, working on ladders, working on scaffolding uh, around the farmyard, around building sites, and what you need to be wary of and just how dangerous it actually is. So stay tuned for that, and we'll have Martina Gormley in just a moment. Country Life on Midlands 103. Brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tullamore, supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands. W. And you're very welcome back to Country Life here on Midlands 103. Now we are moving on to health and safety and I want to thank Martina Gormley for joining me, uh, HSA Inspector. Martina, many thanks for taking the time to chat to us here on the programme this evening. Uh, Thanks very much for the invite. Uh, You're more than welcome, Martina. And I said just before the break that you run a number of campaigns uh, during the year. Uh, This time of the year is your Working at Height uh, initiative. So a little bit of background on it, please, uh, Martina, for our um, predominantly farming listeners here on the programme. Thanks. Um, Yeah, look, every year um, we are, as everyone knows, a very high risk sector in the agriculture, forestry and fishing area. Um, and every year um, we carry out inspections as we are mandated to do. And we um, work, you know, we regulate, we promote, we influence. But look, on farms, because it's such a high risk area uh, to work, uh, everyone has and should have the right to go home uh, safe and sound in one piece. And so we inspect, but also we investigate. And unfortunately, we also investigate serious accidents and fatalities on farms. And so what we do along with inspection, um, we also go out proactively and have four inspection campaigns each year. We had three and last year we introduced a fourth one. So the first one, for example, would be the livestock campaign before the calving season begins, before the summer work begins with all the machinery and vehicle. We have a machinery and vehicles inspection campaign. And really the, the point of them is to highlight and raise awareness. And a gentle reminder, you know, of the risks, uh, because these are particularly risky times during the farming calendar. And obviously now, this week and next week, us as inspectors are going to carry out um, inspections and raising awareness in relation to work at heights. This is a particular time that we're coming into now with the bad weather, the storms. Um, and oftentimes it can be simple things like somebody this time of year might be hopping up on the ladder to just clean the gutters. Um, I know at home here, somebody did that very task and was only up the steps, one or two steps, and he slid and fell back and broke his hip. So it can often be the very small things that make a difference. Um, so what we try to do is, uh, you know, just raise awareness. It, you might be changing a roof sheeting. 
You know, you might be, um, as I said, cleaning the gutters or, you know, you could be standing in the wrong area. If somebody is removing bales, even from a sack, oftentimes we find somebody might be standing in the wrong area and a bale topples when it's being removed by the tractor driver and can often topple down on top of someone and have had serious and fatal consequences. The um, the working at uh, heights, Martina, when you're when you're popping around to the different farms and you're seeing yeah. what what people are doing, is there any one thing you see regularly uh, that you just put your head to your hands and you say, no, 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 this is the one thing that we don't want you to do? Is it lack of grips from a ladder? Is it uh, um, not fitting together? Is it just is there, is there something you you just have in your head that when you see it, it needs to be righted? To be honest, all farmers are very aware of the health and safety issues on their farm. I mean, we know as inspectors, when we go onto a farm, you know, the farmer is very professional, very welcoming. And, you know, he's an expert in what he's doing. Um, so, like, one farm, it could be a tractor or an agitation point is particularly risky. Another farm, it could be the livestock. So every farm is unique. And farmer farms are unique workplaces in the sense that typically you'll have a homestead adjoining the workplace, the farm, and that is then the unfortunate element where if an accident does happen on a farm, it is highly likely to be a family member because of the amount of labour in Ireland that we use. It's usually, you know, family help. Um, So in terms of this one thing, I suppose one bit of advice, I know a lot of farmers are doing it and they're telling me they're doing it. They're clubbing together and maybe a particular weekend or a bank holiday, they're renting out one of those mutes between them those mobile elevated work platforms or some people would call them uh, cherry picker. Mm. Um, And they're going up and doing those few jobs at a height using that with the bucket and it has integrated controls in the bucket. So it's nice and safe. Um, And with all these types of work and work at height, you know, it's really, really important to just try and plan ahead and risk assess. You know, oftentimes incidents happen when somebody's just trying to fix something so they're not really doing their normal day-to-day work. Maybe something has broken down or something has happened. And we'd always recommend, you know, uh, particularly now with uh, trees and branches in this time of year, you know, it really is worth getting in a qualified person to do that type of work. I think that's uh, that's a very good piece of advice as well, Martina. Something simple like if uh, if you have gutters that need repairing, say on a slatted house or there's something like that where a ladder just isn't ideal, you know, get a cherry picker, rent one out, maybe do it between yourself and another neighbour or a couple of neighbours. If you have a WhatsApp group, see if anyone else needs to do it, yeah. pop it up on it. For the sake of that extra 100, 150 euro, like it'll be really money, very, very, very well spent if it avoids any type of an accident, especially given the cost of labour. Absolutely. And as I always say, look, you're worth it. Farmers are worth it, you know. Um, you know, if somebody says, oh, well, now, what? why would I be spending that kind of money? Because you're worth it. You know, what value do you put on being able to get up every day and go out to your job, you know, and it can make all the difference. Yeah, absolutely. Last one I'd ask you, Martina, is uh, when farmers are getting ready to do a job, uh, any type of job, but maybe something around the yard that has a little element of danger to it. What's what's your kind of number one piece of advice? Um, I would say try your best to plan ahead and also um, be careful who you ask to help you out. Um, make sure that if you are seeking help, that the person you are seeking it from is competent and capable of doing the work because we have encountered many situations where someone is doing a good turn, but unfortunately they stand in the wrong place and they're not used to it and they don't know where to stand or how to do the work safely. So that would be one thing I would suggest is be careful who you do ask to help. Mm.
Absolutely, yeah. Very good advice. Martina, I'm going to say many thanks for joining me here in the programme. A few very good nuggets there and uh, fingers crossed people are, people are listening and taking it on board and uh, we'll speak to you again on the programme. Anytime. Thank you very much. And that's Martina Gormley from the HSA. And this week and next week, as Martina said, is all about working at heights. And uh, it's not a very interesting thing that Martina said. This is something I think we all need to take on board. Obviously, the uh, part about, look, if a ladder isn't up to the task to rent a cherry picker because you're worth it, uh, which is uh, is bang on uh, if you're out of work or you're unable to work. You know, the way farming has gone at the moment, the lack of labour, where do you go or what do, what do you do? So there's that. I don't I don't think anything is more expensive than uh, than you being unable to work. But also be careful who you ask to help. So you might have um, a neighbour or it could be uh, a relation. They might be a little bit older or conversely, they might be a little bit younger and they may not just be fit for that exact task. So to be very wary of that in advance of a job and also to plan, plan, plan. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail, as they say. And that is it for this uh, segment of the programme. So we're going to go to a break. And after the break, then, I am going to bring you back in time, seven days to the ploughing in Rathaneska. And I'm going to pop on a few little interviews I had with different companies that I saw that took my fancy. And uh, hopefully you will enjoy them. Stay tuned and we'll be back in a couple of moments. Country Life on Midlands 103. Brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tullamore. Supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands. Worshaw.ie. And you're very welcome back to Country Life here on Midlands 103. Now, as I said to you before the break, we are going to pop around to some various stalls at the National Ploughing Championships. Now, one of the first people I spoke to was Westmeadman Stephen Fagan. And the company he was working for was called Micron Agritech. What we've developed is a rapid fluke and worm test for cattle, sheep, horses um, to detect basically any sort of parasite levels to give you a burden level there and uh, to advise better around antelmintic use on farm. And what I'm looking at in front of me is, as farmers will be well familiar with, little container that you take a dung sample in. Farmers are used to doing this and then sending it off to the lab, waiting maybe a week for results to come back. And therein lies the, the problem. That whole time period, the hassle of it all. And what this is, Stephen, is that your local vet is going to be able to do this in real time. I see a little device in front of me that's going to be able to read your sample. And this is really something that's on trend at the moment. And if farmers can get an understanding and an idea of it immediately in an hour or two it's something they'll be more inclined to do yeah absolutely mj i mean the the adoption here is for vets to encourage farmers to obviously bring in dung samples and and process uh, samples in-house this system here is able to run a fetal sample in under 10 minutes provide a result and so there's no waiting around for uh, you know reports to come back from your laboratory Um, and look at it ultimately it gives farmers complete clarity around you know, what products they should be using, the timing of dosing, um, you know, different stages of the year for, for using antelmintics. Um, so just puts a, a whole a whole health system in place and parasite control. And say, for example, I have a, a bundle of calves. Uh, some of them are coughing a little bit. I go out, take a couple of samples. I pop into my vet. They do a reading on it. Is it going to come back with a simple yes or no in relation to worms? Or is that a, an oversimplified understanding of it? 
Yeah, there's a, there is a couple of factors you have to take into consideration, MJ. There's obviously the, the symptoms of the animal. Um, you know, if there's clear symptoms there, um, obviously you, you are clearly testing for something. If it's a, you're thinking of dosing, uh, you're looking at a batch of calves that maybe are going into housing time, um, you'd be looking at doing a pool sample, seeing what sort of parasite burden level is currently there, if at all, uh, and then making a decision on that, whether a treatment is required, um, because in most cases, a treatment isn't required, and the timing of that, uh, that medication into the animals is, is uh, you know, very important. A hugely topical uh, business now, Stephen, I have to say, given the, the push on a reduction of antelmintic use, and it really is on trend. Do you think this is something that's going to take off in vets? Are, are they going to get on board with it and, uh, and really go with it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, vets were very much incentivized uh, over the past couple of years. There was a, a scheme for them to encourage uh, farmers to actually bring in dung samples and there was a consultation in place through Animal Health Ireland. Um, so currently we've, we've uh, a couple of hundred different clinics across the country now that have adopted the SIPT system and, you know, really pushing at farm level the importance of parasite management. Um, obviously we're operating in Ireland at the moment, but have recently moved into the UK market as well, which is, uh, there's massive interest there too. That was Stephen Fagan from the company Micron Agritech. Stephen is a Westmead man. I interviewed him back a couple of years ago when he had a, a college project which he was working on at the time and a really, really interesting business there and something that is just so simple to be able to get real-time fluke and worm results. It's something we all want and it's something that will reduce antelmintic use. And as Stephen said, look, more often than not, they're actually not necessary. Uh, you, you think they are, but uh, you're working off... Um, a thought process not science and uh, this will give you the exact result and it's a very simple little white machine put the sample in and it'll give you a reading and uh, I think it will be not too long before we see them in vets surgeries throughout the country and it will be very very beneficial no question about that I was also speaking to Niall Reynolds and he's from a company called Soilworks so let's hear what Niall had to say Basically, it's a natural fertilizer. Um, it's based. The main ingredient would be poultry manure. So uh, we have a new factory based in uh, just outside Newry County Down, and we take in poultry manure from local farms and we sterilise it and dry it and put it through a milling process, and then it's pelletised. Uh, similar, it, uh, you're correct. It's similar to a calf nut or it's a four mill pellet, which makes it easier to spread and to store. Let's say we have it in. Um, yeah, 600 kg bags and we can sell it in bulk also but the main the main point of the product I suppose it, it improves your soil while also feeding your plants and it can be spread with a standard fertiliser spreader just open wide is it? yes it can be spread with a normal fertiliser spreader it is uh, uh, bulkier than normal chemical fertiliser so uh, you do have to go a bit slower when you're when you're spreading it with a normal fertiliser spreader a belt spreader is, is, is a very good uh, method of application like a breed all spreader um, but a uh, normal fertiliser spreader is fine also and I presume we need soil sample results before we go at it because otherwise we're going to be shooting in the dark like is there an idea of what we need per uh, acre in order to bring up our NPK content or is this more of a, a soil fertility product uh, I suppose we've, we've a number of products uh, the, the one here in front of you is more of a, a generalised product so um, it's it's mainly poultry manure with some trace elements added as well. So it's it's it will be more of a soil conditioner 
Um, so, and then we do other products where we add, we boost the P and the K, and again, they would be, uh, they would be used if, you are, if your indexes are low in P and K. We also have the ability to, uh, if, if you find your soil sample, is if you're low on something else like zinc or boron or something like that, uh, uh, we, can, we can add that to our pellet uh, to solve that problem for you. Uh, one of your big USPs is the fact that it is okay to use on organic land, given the amount of people going into organics now, and who are conscious of uh, cutting fertilizer altogether. They're not really sure if things will work and they'll be able to grow grass without it. So that's a big USP. Uh, one of your colleagues earlier was saying to me that the price is comparable with chemical fertilizers. Uh, so it looks to be a, a win-win in that regard. How can farmers access it? Where will this be on sale? Uh, well, at the moment, we're selling direct from our factory. We, as I say, we have a new factory built uh, based in Newry County Down, so we are selling direct. Uh, we, w- we have a website there, uh, soilworks.ie. Uh, That's soilworks with an X, S-O-I-L-W-O-R-X.ie, and you can contact us through there. We are speaking to merchants and um, co-ops around the country uh, to, to further expand the distribution throughout the country. And my last question, Niall, this is what farmers will be wondering. Does it work? Does it grow grass? It's the best thing you can get for, for, for growing grass. Uh, look, the whole concept is, is uh, to improve your soil while also feeding your crops. Uh, so we're, we're never going to replace chemical fertiliser uh, 100%, um, but our aim is to move people uh, away from a total dependence on chemical fertiliser and introduce our type of product in where they're uh, improving their soil and also still getting quality results. And that was Niall Reynolds from the company Soil Works. And that's works with an X, W-O-R-X. If you're interested in that, have a look at soilworks.ie. Really interesting product. It looked like a half-ton bag of calf nuts. Uh, I went into the tent and I picked up a handful of it, smelt it, and it didn't smell anything like uh, chicken poo, I tell you that. But uh, that's what it was and that's what it is. It's a real circular economy there. It's uh, basically chicken dung and it's formed into a pellet and off you go and spread it and it is organic so it can be used on organic land and this is going to be where fertilizer moves now especially with the national fertilizer database and this big big push on limiting p especially p but p and k on land people are going to look to this type of fertilizer and uh, that one's called soilworks.ie and one more i'm going to pop on for you and this is from a young man it's from county uh, kerry and the product is, um, it's not a not a, a tech product, it's a, a physical product, and it's called Tailjack. So have a listen to this. Well, I suppose the, the handiest way of describing it is basically two hands that clamp on to either side of the hips, and then it's got a third arm that comes down and lifts the tail up. So it mimics the natural process there of someone coming along behind the cow and lifting the tail up. The same as if a vet came out to you and was doing anything with the cow, he'd say, hold up the, cow, the cow's tail there to, to keep me safe. And this is designed for uh, what animal exactly and where? So specifically, I suppose, the idea came about there in a dairy herd. So when you're training in your replacement heifers, there was, I suppose, three traditional lines of thought. You either put on your uh, kicking, um, your kick bar, you put one on, she might still be kicking, you put a second one on, chances are still be kicking. Oftentimes you'd find it outside in the collecting yard, anything, you could forget about it. Uh, The other option then is to come along and start tying the cow's leg, but... When you go in tiny cow's leg, you're in the danger zone there straight away. There are several leads today that were showing me the bruises and the cuts and the broken bones that they had from that. So look, 
the, the fail safe way is to come along and lift up the tail but you'd need a second pair of hands for that and the second pair of the hands is more and more difficult to come by in Irish farming unfortunately so look this was bred out in assisting down in County Kerry so the lads came along and they said there needs to be some better way of doing this and that's, that's where the product came from uh, An excellent looking product uh, Kieran no question about it tell me what does it retail at? So it's currently retailing there online at €381, Euros, and that's including VAT and including delivery. But as you can see here, it's all stainless steel construction. Uh, it's TIG welded. There's a lot of work in making it, a lot, a, a lot, a lot of work. Uh, it's fully adjustable. If you have uh, big British Frisians there, you can widen it out nice and easy. There's push buttons there on the side. Um, or if you have real small animals, you can adjust it in for them. So it suits, suits every herd. And how has interest been here to plough in the last couple of days? So there's been massive interest for it. There's been actually a lot of returning customers from last year coming back. And they've actually sold more from it this year than I've been able to sell at all from the reviews coming in. That was Kieran O'Hara from Tail Jack. You might have seen that if you were at the ploughing. There was a sample cow and uh, this uh, instrument was on the back of the cow. Uh, and it was jacking up the tail. So it's the old one of if you're squeezing a, a calf, you get someone to hold the tail uh, so they won't kick. And it's the very same concept here. But this one is designed for training in dairy heifers, especially. And uh, 381 euro all in. I have to agree with them. There, there is a lot of making. I had a good look at it. And uh, people were swearing by it. And they were saying it was very, very, very beneficial. And we do know ourselves when the tail is up, the power is gone. And uh, it's one of those ones that, uh, as Kieran said, was born out of necessity. Came from a dairy farm, a concept from a dairy farmer down in Kerry. And was getting a lot of interest at the ploughing. There were just a few of the uh, the different businesses I went and had a look at. I have a couple more. I might try and get them for you next week. But uh, there was a lot on offer as always. And it's all about trying to see the one or two little things that tweaks your interest. So it was uh, Stephen Fagan there from Micron Agritech. And we had Niall Reynolds from Soilworks and finished up with Kieran O'Hara there from Tail Jack. Now, that is it for this evening's programme. Uh, I would like to thank all of my guests who joined me here over the course of the last hour. We started with Pater Heffernan from Ballyboy Community Development. Their big day is taking place on Saturday. They have their dino day and their tractor pulling and their truck show. That's all taking place on Saturday from 12. I was also speaking to Tom Cushion from County Leash uh, with a great story there, a, a super positive story about surviving cancer and what you need to do in order to do that is keep regular checks on yourself that is Tom's advice and uh, he was really no holds barred there in his chat to us just do it the same way as you service your car or your tractor and also Martina Gormley from the Health and Safety Authority joined me for a chat about working at heights and her advice was if a ladder doesn't work at a cherry picker also to plan ahead for a job and be careful who you ask for help. Some people are not capable of helping you in the way you want to be helped. So if it's a young person or an older person, just be wary of that. That's it for this evening's programme. I'll be back with you this time next week. As always, shows repeated on Sunday morning at 7am until 8am. Uh, we are available wherever you get your podcast. Type in MJ space Cleary, C-L-E-R-Y and we'll pop up. So that's it for this evening. Good night and God bless. Life on Midlands 103. Brought to you by W. Orshaw Burlington Business Park Tullamore, supplier of New Holland's tractors in the Midlands. W. Orshaw.ie